Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beneath Vancouver Radio. Hopefully you're having a wonderful day, night, whenever you're listening to this episode, which leads me to the next part. This is episode number 36. Um, episode number 36. We've, tucken, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus recently from our last episode with Koji. Uh, just lots of stuff going on, obviously, um, in life. And so sometimes you got to take a step back and kind of recharge the batteries as they solely, as they say. And um, in today's episode, on episode number 36, I have a Melissa. Uh, Melissa is actually joining us uh, from Singapore. Um, she's out there right now. We're still, uh, unfortunately, under a very crazy pandemic. Um, this day of recording is November 4th, 2020. So obviously the, the COVID-19 pandemic is still very much uh, going on right now in our lives. Mm -hmm. So um, she's in Singapore right now over there. But Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for thanks for coming on onto the show onto the podcast. I will I will start off, I guess, with uh, doing a little bit of an introduction in terms of how I actually um, kind of what I know about you in terms of your creative uh, journey and everything like that. So Melissa is actually a very, very talented videographer. She's done some very amazing work, both with UBC um, organizations within UBC and also local businesses here in the lower mainland. One video in particular that really amazed me and that was like, damn, she's good, right. is the car one that you did not too long ago. I'm not too sure the exact oh, thank name. thank you. Yeah, um, it was for Drive Motorsports. Yes, Drive. That was just like the car is just the way the overall vibe of that video just not, nailed it out of the park, knocked it out of the park. So um, it's been a very long time coming in terms of getting you on the podcast. I've always wanted you to get on the sh get you on the show and talk about obviously your work and everything that you're doing. Um, but um, without further ado, let's get right into it and ask the very first question, um, which for those of you who are, are a returning listener, you probably know what I'm going to say or going to ask Melissa. But Melissa, who are you today? Oh. <laughs> I feel like Ooh. asking that right now, like in the top, in the, in the times that we're living in is like even heavier than it was like I, a year ago. <laughs> honestly, I, I, when you, when you said that, I was like, Oh, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just a girl living at home with her parents in Singapore. Right now. <laughs> well, you're obviously a little bit more than that, as I mentioned, yeah. and I hyped you up a little bit there. You, 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 you do some, some creative work more particularly in video mm -hmm. and everything. So um, maybe why don't you start off with that in terms of uh, yeah, your, for sure. your video journey um, and everything that you mm -hmm, do there. So, well, yeah, I'm I'm a freelance videographer right now, editor, um, cinematographer, I guess. But put all I, the labels out. <laughs> yeah, I mostly mostly just do videography and editing um, for a lot of different companies, like you said, around Vancouver. And yeah, I started off doing it um, mostly for UBC. Oh, I think I need to backtrack a little because yeah. How extensive do you want this story to be? Well, you can make it as extensive. You can backtrack it to day of birth if you want. I, you can I backtrack, backtrack it to, it to, two to years 1999. <laughs> you can backtrack it to however long you, however back you want to, you want to okay. go. Okay. Um, well, I guess my story kind of starts off pretty young. Um, back when I was ten, that was when I made my first video. Uh, that because at that time my two best friends. I guess I'll give them a shout out. Sonia and Bella, they played a huge <laughs> role in my life, honestly. Guess, they were, yeah, they were making YouTube videos. So I like that influenced me to want to create my own videos. And we would make like really 
silly music videos, which is basically just lip syncing to a song. <laughs> Please tell me those are still live out there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, honestly, um, a few of them are up on my channel. So if anyone oh, okay, wants okay. to stalk, feel free. <laughs> feel free. And then I guess like throughout school, I was just the video girl, <laughs> mm -hmm. if you so will. And um, it was just something that I really enjoyed. And then I guess in high school, I took it a little bit more seriously. Um, joined like the journalism club, did a whole bunch of videos for them, like news coverage and stuff. And just any chance I could, I just created videos. Um, yeah. But honestly, I didn't think that like I would do this seriously as a career. It was just something that I thought was really enjoyable and I've always loved. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought I would apply, you know, um, senior year comes around, you kind of have to figure out what you want to do with your life. <laughs> so um, I applied to um, as a journalism course, actually. And I was also interested in business and econ. So I was like, uh, I don't know what I want to do. But I kind of picked between those two mostly. And mm -hmm. um yeah, I wasn't really deciding on film at all, which is kind of interesting. But then a teacher of mine actually kind of encouraged me to apply because she saw that UBC had this film program and I only wanted to apply to Canadian universities because, you know, I'm Canadian. <laughs> so <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. So she kind of told me about that and they only accepted 15 to 20 people. And I was like, uh, sure, why not? Didn't think I would get in. <laughs> but I applied on a whim. And it was the only kind of film school that I applied to. And to my surprise, got in um, and kind of just decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it, because this is what I love. This is what I've always loved to do. Mm -hmm. So I might as well just do it. And I That's think I'm really just do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm really fortunate because my parents and everyone around me has always been really supportive of basically whatever I've wanted to do throughout my whole life. Um, yeah, so just coming to UBC, um, I'm in my final year now of the film program, but I guess um, UBC is kind of where I started doing a lot more videography work, events, um, and stuff. Uh, in first year, that was the first time I did a video for an event. Mm -hmm. um, it was for Party Well, um, this nonprofit organization at UBC. And Corum, I'm not sure if you know him, but yeah. legendary Corum. videographer. Corum D.D., yes. yes. He is, if there's a standard in Vancouver, I need to get him on the show. That's got to be yeah. <laughs> something to do before the end of the year. But if there's a, a standard for video, like... Whenever people, mm -hmm. at least within the the people that I know, like the creative uh, people that I know here in Vancouver, especially in the video scene, mm -hmm. if they're ever, you know, someone says like, oh, where do I, what inspiration do I, or where do I look for inspiration in terms of people? Everyone's like, Coram, go look at Coram's work, go look at Coram work. Yeah, so that guy no, is, he is a he's on level, yeah. <laughs> I look up to him so much, it's insane. But yeah. he kind of mentored me and um, taught me a lot about editing and about how to shoot um, stuff for events so I really respect him a lot he was there to help me so much throughout first year um, mm -hmm. and then second year was and basically throughout first year I just tried to get my foot out and do videos for as many like UBC events or like organizations as possible even if mm -hmm. it was for free because you know 
the experience and the exposure. I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more in depth about the exposure books down the road, mm-hmm. but I'll let, you, yeah. I'll let you continue your story. <laughs> yeah, so that was going on like throughout first year. And then second year, I was like, okay, I need to start doing this <laughs> and getting paid for it. Yeah. So um, that was kind of when I joined the calendar, which is, you know, the events uh, organization mostly at UBC, mm-hmm. um, did a lot of videos for them. Godfrey, I worked alongside Godfrey, who is also another legendary yeah. videographer. He, uh, he toured with, um, God, what's his name? Uh, He's kind of... Alex Iono and... Uh, that singer, William? Is it William? Yeah, William, William. Willie. Is it just William? I think it's... Uh, I, I forgot I, his name. I have no idea. I think it's William, yeah. Some, like, big William artist. Singe. Yes. Uh, I don't know if he's still relevant or not, but um, yeah. I think I was in my second year. So that would have mm-hmm. been 2016, 2017. No, 20, 2017 to 2018 mm-hmm. um, when he started touring with him. And that was kind yeah. of big news back back in the day. Yeah, I, I didn't know him back in the day, but he told me about <laughs> it. <laughs> and it looks sick. So yeah, yeah um, worked with them a lot. And then um i guess throughout like third and fourth year now i've been just building my own brand because i didn't Mm -hmm. really have one before so you know just making my website getting a logo all that stuff down um, yeah sorting out my reel because before i was sending clients like a bunch of videos and that was just not that was not the move. Don't yeah. do that. It's really annoying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, yeah, note, to, so. note to other uh, videographers out there. Yeah. Get a reel going. <laughs> Get a reel or something. Um, but yeah, and then just working with a whole range of different people and companies um, like Nava's Lab, which is a clothing apparel company, mm-hmm. uh, Drive Motorsports, like I mentioned before. Um, recently it's been I've been doing a lot of editing for Victoria Anthony who is this Canadian singer-songwriter um, right she I got saw her that big yeah. Hit, yeah she got her big hit from uh, singing with uh, Pink on her at oh, her concert in Vancouver that's cool yeah so that was pretty big um, when concerts just, were still saying those and then the days. other like really random things like this biomed company <laughs> Oh, yeah, I saw that for the, like, more tutorial-based videos, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of showcasing the products and stuff like that. But, yeah, just really just trying to expand my portfolio as much as I can. Because, honestly, I I don't think I have, like, a really specific niche yet or that Mm -hmm. I've really established on that yet. So I think that's something that I need to kind of figure out. But as of right now, I do enjoy making videos for, like, a whole range of things. And I think that's... A really cool opportunity that I've gotten the chance to do for sure yeah well definitely sounds like you've got as you mentioned a lot of different uh, experience in different industries and you know the wheelhouse when it comes to to the different clients that you can get uh, is obviously very expansive um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just kind of rewind a little bit back to your early days uh, I know you mentioned obviously you applied to UBC kind of just kind of said you know let's go for it you know Full mm-hmm. send, as the as the young kids say <laughs> Full nowadays. Full send. Um, I'm I'm sure that's still a, a hip thing to say. I wouldn't know. Uh, I'm not <laughs> actually. I am technically a zoomer, so I can't even talk. <laughs> I can't oh even goodness. talk smack. Um, but uh, I digress. Uh, no, when it comes to obviously applying for that and, and kind of taking that risk and and trying film school and mm-hmm. everything, what was kind of the 
the mindset, obviously, when you got accepted and everything, like, did you ever think to yourself, maybe I'm kind of in over my head a little bit? Because from what you've said, it didn't really seem like film at the time seemed like a little bit more of just like a, a side thing to do with your friends, just kind of yeah, for funsy. Like a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not something to like relax and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Because I know for some people that apply to film school, like, you know, they, they were born out of the womb with a with a camera kind of thing, right? Like some mm -hmm. people are, you know, from day one, you know, film, 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 whether it's, you know, creating short films, watching some sort of uh, films when they're growing up with their parents or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of almost embedded into their into their blood, kind of like similar with sports, right? A lot of yeah. at a young age, a lot of kids play sports and, you know, they grow up playing that sport or other sports and, you know, they go to school or college or whatever for that specific sport. But yeah. for you, it didn't seem like it, it seemed, it, it was definitely an interest, but it didn't seem like a diehard, like, I got to do it. I got to do it. So yeah. yeah. Why don't you share a little bit more about like once you got accepted and, and maybe kind of the, you know, sounded like you were, you know, obviously I'm sure your application was good for a reason you got accepted. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, but maybe there's a sense of shock there a little bit of like, okay, well, I'm in, you know, what's, what's next? What's the next chapter? Yeah, no, um, it was definitely a shock, but I was also, I remember being super excited. I was, yeah, I was at home and I was just like, I just, I think I just woke up and I got that email from UBC and I like <laughs> screamed, got out of my bedroom, like yeah. yelled it <laughs> to my family. And it was, yeah. it was <laughs> It was so dramatic, but I was really excited. Um, so I think more than anything, I was just really happy. And I was like, okay, I think I think for a long time, it was something that I wanted to do like in the back of my head. But I didn't yeah. think it was conventional, I guess. I didn't think that gotcha. you could actually make a career out of it, yeah. on, but yeah. to be completely honest, at the time. Um, so I kind of just pushed it real far back into my head mm -hmm. like okay I really I really want to do it but I also really don't want to do it yeah <laughs> because of fear um so I think getting accepted was kind of a confirmation for me that maybe I'm maybe I'm okay at making videos maybe mm -hmm. this is maybe this could work um because yeah. everything else that I wanted to do was was also I mean I was a bit unsure I mean, I guess at 17, 18, is anyone really certain of what they want to do? But mm -hmm. I was just conflicted. I definitely didn't know. Yeah, I was <laughs> just really conflicted about what I wanted to do with my life. But I think getting that confirmation back was just reassuring. Um, and it just made me want to continue learning and to continue um, honing down on those those video skills, I guess. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the, 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 the notion or the idea or stigma or however you want to frame mm -hmm. it uh, about like the arts, right. And not, yeah. you know, quote unquote, making a career out of it. And, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, I, I was definitely in the same shoes. I think, um, you know, even when I was just going into university, which was again, about five years ago, which is crazy mm -hmm. to think time flies. Um, but yeah, like myself going into, you know, uh, applying for, for universities, you know, in your senior year of high school, you're just like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you want to do the, you know, it's the classic, you want to go to either business school or the sciences yeah. or, or, or something or the engineering, if, if you're obviously into that, and, and, and that's smart, right? Um, mm -hmm. All these different kind of traditional or yeah, traditional roots of, you know, making a making a living, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. you're, you're, uh, 
you know, growing up, you're, you're faced with the, the usual, or at least from what I've heard, and you know, it's, it's, it's not uncommon to hear this, but it's either, you know, you become a doctor or a lawyer or, yeah. or some sort of like, you know, chemist or, or something along those lines and yeah, all the, sure. the arts or the artistic paths or the creative paths, um, you know, to, in terms, in, in terms of, you know, becoming a career, we're kind of, kind of frowned upon, right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the meme of, or yeah, the meme of you've got an arts degree, you're, you're going to work at Starbucks for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah. which I think right now it's, to be honest, from what I've seen, the complete opposite. I think now everyone wants to do something in the creative field. Yeah. Um, I mean, with, especially like extent. right now with everything going on, everything's digital. Yeah. Video is arguably like at the forefront of, of things. Mm-hmm. And not even just that, I think as well, like even prior to COVID, the mm-hmm. whole sense of creating content and, you know, the term content creator and, and stuff like that was starting to kind of become almost a, a normalized term, right? In the mm-hmm. in the professional space or, or somewhat in the semi-professional space, right? You not, might not have on a business card, I'm a content creator. You may, you may or may not. But, yeah. um, you know, if you're, uh, for example, a YouTuber, right? And all these kind of different things are obviously very, um, they're, they're, they're not necessarily something that's achievable by everyone, right? Not everyone that's on YouTube is going to be, you know, successful to the level of, you know, they can make that their full-time job, right? And, you know, they can survive off that. But I think not even just that, but photo work, right? Photography, Mm -hmm. um, um, video, all these kind of different things that were, you know, considered, you know, you're becoming a photographer, like, you know, good luck sustaining yourself, or you're going to do freelance (laughs) videography, like good luck, right? Mm -hmm. All these kind of, again, stigmas that we had, you know, in society, uh, but I feel like now more than ever, like everyone wants to learn some sort of creative skill design um, as well that you can apply to so many different things. And I think now, again, more than ever, as you mentioned, with with what's going on with COVID, where everything's digital businesses and a lot of different people that rely on, you know, this traditional media mm-hmm. is now starting to realize that, you know, I don't care if, you know, you've got five years worth of, you know, a university, if you know how to do X skill if you know how to edit a video to my liking exactly how I want it, I'm going to pay you no matter what, right? Regardless of yeah. what your experience is outside of that. So um, obviously it's a bit of a touchy subject. Some people still are like, okay, well, no, you, you know, you know, you still, if you want to become a doctor, you still got to go to school, right? I'm not saying that <laughs> you can just skip all that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there's definitely a different, um, a, a different kind of, uh, I guess, approach now. I think even now, again, I, and we keep harping on it, but obviously COVID is very unprecedented and, you know, this hasn't really happened in the world before to this to this degree. But I think now, again, when with being school being online, some students are taking, you know, if they can, a break off, a semester off, a year mm-hmm. off and applying that time to their hobbies, right? Which, again, maybe video photography and you know, makes maybe potentially some sort of uh, income off that, right? So, um, the world is going digital. That's pretty much the TLDR of that two and a half minute segment. But, yeah. um, you know, creative work is starting to be, I feel more um, accepted and, and, and sought after, which mm-hmm. leads me to the next point, um, which again, something that you brought up. And I think uh, conversations that you and I have had uh, off the podcast as well um, about, uh, you know, working for free, right? And uh, <laughs> all the creatives that exposure bucks, right? Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, right? With this, mm-hmm. I think, you know, on my end and, and, you know, feel free to chime in after I give my two cents on, and for people who have listened to the podcast before, this has been a topic that, you know, comes up and up again, again, due to the fact that I'm usually talking with other creatives as well. 
Um, but the fact of working for free, maybe at the beginning makes sense if you don't really know what you're doing or you're just trying to get your feet wet. Um, but I think as well, it's really important to know your worth, uh, and know when you should start charging for things when you know that, um, you know, your time is obviously of value and time's the only resource that we can't really ever get back. Um, you got to get paid for that, right? You got to get, um, some sort of compensation for your time and your effort. And I think as well, on top of that, uh, people aren't just paying for your time, but they're paying for the time that you, or sorry, aren't just paying for the time that you are, you know, potentially there shooting the video on set, mm-hmm. but they're also paying for the time that you spent, you know, hours learning how to actually edit the video, how to use Premiere Pro, how to use Final Cut, how to use After Effects, yeah, how to sure. um, use a camera, which shots to make, the equipment cost, all these different things that come into consideration, you know, when you're charging your clients, right? It's not just, okay, I'm showing up. Um, okay, I'm there for three hours. I'm editing for another maybe five. That's mm-hmm. an eight-hour day. Okay, I'm, you're, I should only get charged for an eight-hour day. That's that's not how it works, right? Obviously, there's yeah. a lot of different things. So um, without maybe naming names, um, we'll keep the names of the organizations out of, of this. Because I, I have a feeling that there is a story there. Um What's been your experience like with with this kind of thing, working for exposure or, yeah, taking your exposure bucks to the bank that don't pay for anything? <laughs> well, okay, I guess you mentioned this starting off. Um, I guess when I started off, I I was okay with doing it, you know, for free because, again, I, I didn't have the experience. I really didn't know what I was doing <laughs> to some extent. Um So I think that really helped me in a way just because I managed to get a bunch of different connections. And then from there, um, those connections, you know, kind of jump off to other connections when people recommend you to other people, which is great. Um, That's kind of been the way that I've gotten a lot of my work just through referrals from people I've worked with in the past through friends and stuff. Um, So in some ways, I do think that it is a blessing in disguise um, in that way, because, you know, you get to know all these people and you build these relationships and they're so important. But then, of course, yeah, you at some point you need to realize that, okay, you you are obviously good enough if people want to keep working with you and you need to know your worth. Um, And I think I, I, I started charging for my work around second year um, and then kind of increased the prices since. But I think when you're first trying to figure out what, like how much to charge a client, it's really daunting because it's so tricky, especially because they don't really teach you that in school. And I kind of have to just base it off of what, yeah, I literally Googled uh, like videographer rates in Vancouver 2017. And I was like, uh, I don't know if this is accurate. And I kind of just went off other people like, you know, Corum uh, and Godfrey who kind of, who charge for their work, obviously, and who Mm -hmm. get paid for this kind of stuff. So I think getting a gauge on how much to charge was really difficult for me just because I, I really didn't know, like, I think I was a little insecure about, okay, am I really good enough to be charging this much or should I, you know, kind of keep it on the low a little? And -hmm. I think that was a mistake I made because, again, I I don't want to mess up the market for other videographers, you know, because charging super low can really mess that up. Um, But then also just being more confident in my work was so Mm -hmm. important. 
So yeah. yeah, I think just learning from others and getting experience working for companies who, you know, pay to do video work just kind of made me realize, okay, like my time is valuable. My skills are so valuable. I need to be charging like what should be charged for it and what I deserve for it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's um, the, that's the bottom line, right? I mm-hmm. mean, if you're, you know, you've got your set rate, I, uh, this is kind of what I think as well, or at least try to read, uh, um, resonate with in terms of, you know, potentially when people say no to you, you know, as, a, mm-hmm. as you know, you're giving your, your cost and your charge towards the client and you're like, you know, this is going to cost you, let's say a thousand dollars and you yeah. break it down and show them the value of, you know, what they're getting charged for and, and what you can bring to the table. You know, if they say no, I feel like then that's just potentially a client that, you know, that just wasn't the right fit. It wasn't right? really right. worth it to begin yeah, with. Exactly. Right. Cause I feel and I'm, I'm a, I'm victim of this or I'm guilty of this. I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you. 850. Right. That kind of mm-hmm. thing. But then you're just diluting your work. Then you're exactly. saying that you're never worth eight, 1000 to begin with. Right. You're just mm-hmm. kind of lowering your worth for them. And then they'll be like, okay, well we'll do 850. And then they'll probably expect 850 the next time because exactly they're going to say, why are you charging me a thousand if it's 850 and you're doing the same amount of work. Right. So it's a bit of a tricky situation, obviously, for some people who rely on, you know, freelancing in terms of their source of income, it can kind of be, a, again, a bit of a, of a fine line in, in terms of, you know, when you offer discounts or when you lower your rates. But I feel like in general, you have to stand your ground and really, you know, let Definitely. people know it's a thousand for a reason. This is why it's a thousand. If you don't want it, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's My so favorite, important. and maybe you've experienced this, is when people say to you, um, let's say again you're 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 potentially going to work with a client and you're saying okay my work is this much and then they'll tell you oh well why are you charging this much if let's say this other person does it for half the cost mm-hmm. for me i'm just like if they're charging for half the cost then like why don't you go for half the cost there's a exactly. reason why not you're there's a reason why you're not going for them for half the cost probably yeah. because their work is not as good as the work that i'm providing just baffles me on how that's even used as an excuse it's just like, i know like that that should just never be an argument it makes yeah. absolutely no sense yeah I, I know you can do exactly what i want but you know let's say bob over here is charging me for half the price can you do mm-hmm. half the price uh no okay well i'm just gonna go with bob okay then you're just gonna get uh, inferior product like <laughs> exactly like, okay it just doesn't make sense i'm just like that's happened to me before and like uh-huh. on handful of occasions where and you obviously you know you don't let them know as blunt or as potentially harsh as I just yeah. did right now, but you 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 just try to level with them and try to re- uh, reason with them and think of like okay, listen, like if you're wanting to go with half the price, why like what's why why do you feel that that is he's the better option? Like obviously there's a reason why you're exploring other options, or else you would have gone mm-hmm. for the cheaper one right away if they yeah. fulfill your needs, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's a tough world out here. And I think it's starting to get a little bit better as, Mm -hmm. you know, videography, photography, even podcast editing as well. I just started dabbling into that as again, more of a freelance thing. And, you know, I think it's, it's still something that's relatively new. Um, Mm -hmm. It's maybe not as common as, you know, videography or, or photography, but it's still like, takes me time to go through the 45 30 minute episode oh edit gosh, it out, yeah that that takes whole, so much time it and takes you gotta time. fix the levels exactly and then people were like 
oh, why, why are you charging me this much? I'm just like, well, okay, you don't want to edit your episode. Like, there's a reason why you don't want to take time out of your day to do it. So, like, <laughs> if you don't want to do it, then that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, don't expect someone else to do it for free. So, definitely. Ah, it's, it, we'll, we'll get there eventually. I think yeah. it's starting to get a little bit better, as I said earlier. People yeah, are starting it's definitely to. definitely better. And I think I'm lucky um, in a sense where pretty much. I've only I've had very few negative experiences, so that's mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> What's the worst one, if you don't mind sharing? And again, oh. you don't have to maybe go into details in terms of names. Or I think actually, now that I think about it, I, I'm, we might have talked about this again off the podcast prior in one yeah. of our messages um, a, a couple of months ago. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you without... want to share without naming any names or anything yeah without naming any names I don't know if you even really want to keep this in feel free to edit it out yeah we'll, we'll edit it out if, if if need be yeah um I guess the the most negative one was just not being paid for literally over a year that's sad that would uh that would frustrate me I think uh, yeah I think I think my issue in the past is I'm I'm just a really soft person mm-hmm. like I I really want to stand my ground, but I'm also like, oh my gosh, am I being am I being like, yeah, you know, am I being a bitch <laughs> for standing my ground? <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is this is a human right. Like, why am I being so timid I'm about a, yeah. this? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I've definitely been working on you know just toughening up and growing that skin and standing mm-hmm. my ground. But yeah, it's that was definitely a learning process. Now, I'm sure a question that all of our listeners are wondering, did you get paid? I did. I did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it only I took did. a year. Oh, oh my, my God. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, honestly, I, like after a year, I was like, I don't even care about the money anymore. It's like the principle, it's the principle. behind it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's the principle behind it. Why are you not paying me? Yeah. yeah and I think as well, like. Obviously, as you become more um, established and everything, I'm not sure if this is something that you've looked mm-hmm. into a lot, or, um, or if you know, depending again on the status of where you are as 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 a, I guess as a brand, right? You are mm-hmm. a brand essentially as a videographer, but just getting contracts in place as well, um, yeah. just understanding the legality of it, and and obviously, I think that's down the road as well as you know, potentially you incorporate or sole proprietorship or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, just the contracts and just like making sure it doesn't have to be anything like that you take to court or anything, but just a piece of paper that lets people know, like, this is what you want. These are your deliverables. This is what my, I charge. This is what's expected. Just so both parties are, you know, on the same page. Um, I think that's something that I've learned recently in the past, only in the last couple couple of months, how crucial that is. And Mm -hmm. um, just having an outline of the overall project that's on hand, it it really helps a lot in just making sure that there's no, ambiguity and you know you don't get a message two weeks later oh uh, melissa can you tell me why it's not xyz when we said that it was <laughs> yeah. that and you'll be like <clears throat> well according to uh the contract that you signed a uh, client uh, <laughs> that's yeah. when you can stand your ground and you can feel confident about standing your ground but oh, um i'm gonna switch gears a little bit here uh, i feel we've talked a bit about obviously your backstory and mm-hmm. and um the creative side and you know the struggles of uh not necessarily struggles but uh 
the oh they the, are struggles oh they are struggles we'll go with struggles yeah we'll use that word the struggles of creative work and, and everything like that but um, I'm curious to to hear more in particular about um, I guess the brand aspect and I think this is as well um, obviously someone who follows your work um, and mm-hmm. kind of has seen what you've been up to in the last um, I guess couple of years really uh, you obviously have established uh, a bit of a I would say, yeah, more of a brand, more of an identity in the last couple of months, starting mm. off with, as you mentioned, the reel that you just finished and everything like that and your logo and your website that you launched not too long ago. Mm. Um, why don't you share that process a little bit? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of creatives um, really struggle with, uh, myself included, and yeah. just be able to talk about that and maybe the approach that you took when it came to you know building that brand and, and when you said to yourself, hmm, maybe I should have more than just, you know, as you mentioned earlier, sending just your overall a bunch of different clips to yeah. to clients and everything like that, but making it all one cohesive reel and setting up your website and your logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, great question. Um, I guess I started off by making uh, my website just because I, I really just needed one place for all my videos to be, um, yeah. which I didn't have before. Space? Uh, yeah, I used to wear space. Yes. I'm still waiting and... for the Squarespace sponsorship that'll come eventually. Oh yeah, Squarespace, <laughs> uh, come and sponsor this. Uh... Yeah, episode please. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yeah, I made it with Squarespace. Um, I thought it was pretty easy to use. Actually, I think mm-hmm. a lot of these website generators nowadays are just quite user friendly. Yeah, so they are. really, any idiot could make a website. <laughs> I'm having struggled with it a little bit. So what are you trying to say, Melissa? I'm, not oh, too, I'm kidding. I'm teasing oh, no. you. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. no. Uh, I used Wix earlier. That was what I had struggled I don't, with. Ugh, I don't know. I tried using Wix. And honestly, I didn't think it was as easy as uh, yeah, Squarespace. No, Squarespace is the way to go. Squarespace <laughs> all the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started uh, with that. Uh, took, a, took a while to play around with it, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm still playing around with it in a sense. I yeah, update it every now and then. Um, and then my I reached out to a bunch of people. My friend uh, Angel, she is she works. She creates a bunch of logos. She does um, UI, UX, UI, yep. UI, UI design? UX, yeah, UI design, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's very talented at that. So she helped me um, create a logo. And I think it also just comes down to like reaching out, not being afraid to reach out to people exactly, who yeah. to people who are also very capable, who can help you, who can guide you. Because um, I think another struggle that I had, just going back to that, was being almost too proud to reach out to people i really thought that i could just do everything by myself yeah. but that's you, that's I not the really, way to go guys <laughs> no, it's not. don't be the well if you can to some extent be the jack of all trades but nine mm-hmm. times out of ten probably won't be it won't work it yeah. you'll get burnt out it's it probably just won't even be that good you know so yeah. reach out to people who <laughs> who do those things for a living um for sure so she helped me a lot with designing my logo and um, colors and branding and all that stuff and then kind of just putting it together and then yeah the reel is just picking out all the clips that I really thought that I were proud of and then editing them together just so it's everything that I'm proud of is in one cohesive 
video and I can just send that to clients so that they don't have to go through all of my work because yeah. nobody has the time for that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. One thing is you want to usually wow your client to be within the first couple of you know minutes and not be like, okay, well watch uh, time or uh, time. Yeah, section like, two, <laughs> I was five. doing that in the past, like in first and second year. And that was just, that was obviously not productive for either mm-hmm. of us. So having a reel is just so important. I feel learning experience so that's mm-hmm. that's obviously the most important part and yeah um following up to that you talked about you know reaching out to people and you know um not being afraid to to you know ask for help which mm-hmm. again we're always i think as um individuals that again are within this space we can get really proud of the work and you know wanting to figure it out and learn different skills which i'm all for but sometimes you know it's it's uh it's a matter of not what it's who right when yeah. it comes to figuring out you know who can do this for me eat uh more efficiently, quicker, Definitely. better, uh, and mm-hmm. not in kind of pushing the ego to the side, so to speak. But uh, I was wondering, in terms of again, for those who are listening, whether they're videographers, photographers, whatever creative work they may or may not do, um, do you have any advice or or kind of maybe the approach that you took when you just started off in terms of finding you know actual clients? Right? Was it just you know DMs, mm. cold cold calls, if that's even a thing, <laughs> cold emails? <laughs> um, you know what was the what was the plan of attack that you that you kind of had? And and obviously maybe that's changed in the last couple of years that you've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, why don't you maybe just shed some insight in terms of how you how you've approached that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so when I first started out, I remember just, yeah, DMing, <laughs> DMing um, organizations, companies, uh, emailing as well. Um, I mean, most of it was just within UBC. So mm-hmm. um, it was, I, I often heard back, which was nice. And then they would <laughs> ask me like, okay, we have an event coming up. Do you want to, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Why not? So that was kind of how I reached out to um, companies, companies, quote unquote. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I guess from there, when I had um, built up my portfolio a bit more, I actually had things to show um, yeah. companies like outside of UBC. And um, I, I worked with, so I guess one of the first ones that I worked with was I guess they're still part of UBC, but um, the Thunderbirds. And that mm. was like one of the first gigs that I got paid for. Um, the hockey video, I, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think so. I don't even remember. <laughs> but uh-huh. I edited like a bunch of videos for them. And then from there, they actually referred me to other clients like um, within UBC, outside of UBC. So again, just the referrals. If yeah. you do, I feel like if you do a good job, then they people will know. People will know. Clients will either return back to you or they'll they'll pass you on to someone else. And that's yeah. kind of been how it's going for me now, at least. I I haven't reached out to anyone lately, at least. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're in Singapore, of, so it's kind yeah, of hard. And, to. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I guess I would say most of the work that's gone to me has been through referrals through friends who are who work at some company and they're looking for something Mm -hmm. um and then one of I guess one of my first jobs within the industry was at Daytrend which is that biomed company and uh, they were looking for a videographer um 
And Film UBC actually kind of posts all these jobs. Like they send it to us like, oh, this company needs something. This company needs um, someone else. So I kind of saw that and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I've never created like a product video or any sort of training video before. And I kind of applied, um, went into that interview and yeah, got the job and I'm actually still technically there, although I haven't made a video for them in a while. (laughs) But yeah, they were another big contact that um, really helped me get my foot out there and just get my work out there and let other companies kind of see what I do. So it's really just a rolling ball for me, I think. (laughs) If you do good work, it'll just come back to you somehow. Yeah, word of mouth is super important and Mm -hmm. super critical. For or crucial, I should say, for um, you know small small businesses or even people um, like yourself for doing creative work because once yeah. you once you you know impress someone so to speak they'll they'll mm-hmm. they'll take a note of it and they'll be like you know if we need ever if we ever hear you know someone for video we can ask Melissa and you know if someone sure. else outside of our organization needs help with video you know we know that Melissa can do a good job so it's mm-hmm. yeah and it's. Um, you know, not every client's going to be like that. Not every client's going to be a grand slam, but it's, I think as well, maintaining that connection and that relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had people reach out to me after six to months to even a year after meeting up with them or having some sort of communication with them and being like, Oh, Hey, Aaron, are you still, are you still doing X, Y, Z? Be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I know someone who needs that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Are you free and stuff like that? So um, yeah, just having that, I guess personal skills and those sociable skills are again yeah. super important. Networking and, and everything like that. Definitely. It's it's I not. I posted just... on Instagram a lot as well, and actually for um, the Navas uh, lab videos that I've done, um, Isabel reached out to me and her boyfriend actually, and I I have never met them, <laughs> so the, they were asking if I could like create videos for Navas, and I was like, yeah, sure. And it's crazy because I mean, they landed me the gig, but I still haven't met them in real life. Wait, <laughs> it's I all like through like, Instagram. Byron? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. it's just I don't know. It's small world, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Isabel and yeah, Josh is obviously mm-hmm. super cool dude. Yeah, uh, front runners. Um, met him a couple times. Worked with him a couple times. Awesome guy. Yeah, no, those those two people are again are one of the uh, one of the reasons why I think Vancouver's so you know good when it comes to the creative space and the creative mm-hmm. bubble that we have. Everyone's supporting one another and putting each other you know up to success, so to speak. Everyone everyone wants to succeed, right? Obviously, that's yeah. that's not a that's no nothing new, right? That's not a hidden agenda or or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. But um, you know, I think. Uh, if we can all succeed together, you know, there's, I think there's enough pie for all of us to, to have that kind of aspect, Definitely. especially in, in, in Vancouver. But um, we're coming near the end of the episode. And I did want to ask you uh, this before we kind of wrap up here. And this is again, more of a less on the quote unquote business side, but more on the personal side in terms mm-hmm. of this question. But it's something that I usually do to kind of wrap up the episode and kind of put the guest on the spot a little bit and maybe uh, think of a, of a good or, or bad answer, depending on how they want to approach it. <laughs> oh my but, gosh. Um, no, don't worry. It's nothing to stress about, but um, <laughs> what advice would you give to uh, your younger self, whether it's five years, four years, three years, you can Ooh. name it um, no matter how long ago. Um, but what would be one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self um, about anything it can be anything. Oh, wow. Um, I think 
Well, there's just so much to say, but I think one of the biggest things is, again, just go for it. Just try new things. I mean, the only way you're going to get good at this doesn't even have to be with video. It can be for anything good with, you know, whatever you want to do is by practicing and just doing it more often. Um, and, you know, building, I guess, coming back to relating it back to video, building that portfolio, um, mm -hmm. just continuing to learn and grow by connecting with others who are also in the industry. And, oh, oh, a big thing. Another oh. big thing. <laughs> oh, um, I think I think I was so caught up in um, finding the right gear or like really spending money on mm. top tier gear at such a young age, honestly. Um, but I've been using the same equipment since like 2017 at this point. Mm -hmm. But I, I think obviously gear is important um, in video and photography as well. But like if you're just starting out, <laughs> I think you Probably really need to get those. I think you need to get those camera. skills down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, you know, it's not the, it's not the gear that makes the work happen. It's the vision, mm -hmm. right? And that creative individual. Definitely. Behind I mean, there's people out there um, that you know use their iPhones and make some crazy stuff, right? So yeah, honestly, I totally, totally agree with with the whole gear thing as well. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you get carried away though, because once you you know maybe get some money rolling in, and you're just like. Okay, now I'm gonna buy, you know. The, yeah, the and then you're just spending all the money you make on gear. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, I got new gear, but now I got no gigs. What do I do? Like, yeah. Chilling um, at home with your new camera. Um, yeah, just be smart about finances as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's an entire different episode for sure. I know. Um, finances in general at a young mm -hmm. age in your 20s can yeah. be kind of tricky sometimes, but um, excellent piece of advice, I'm sure. Uh, some people can can definitely resonate with that. I know I can um, mm -hmm. growing up and, you know, figuring out what it is exactly, you know, if you have passions, you have hobbies, you know, try them out, may not always work out, you know, mm -hmm. that's just the reality of it. But I think um, a lot of the times you don't want to be wondering, you're like, oh, what if, what ifs, what ifs, right? It's, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's true. Life's too short. You want to. Mm -hmm. I would have definitely you know? regretted it. Like if I didn't just come to UBC, I think. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. You, if you hadn't applied for, for the program, right. The film mm -hmm. program, uh, you know, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. You, you might not even be where you are today in terms of, you know, your, your career in, in video. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's those funny slash kind of like, ah, let's go for it. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen kind of times that you're just like, yep, yeah, well that one risk or that one change or that run thing that I, you know, took a risk on or took a leap of faith has mm -hmm. put me in shoes where, you know, maybe potentially if you hadn't, you, you wouldn't have experienced that. And, um, exactly. you know, for people who, who know kind of my journey, they, they, they know all about that. Right. I started off, you know, studying poli sci and then I got into, and then I transferred into kin and then I didn't even really like kin. And I was just mm -hmm. kind of being at school for the sake of being school. And then I just kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to start learning things outside of the classroom and, you know, start networking a little bit and, uh, try different things and start different passion projects. And, you know, here I am. So, very very long way to go in terms of where I want to be but mm -hmm. definitely grateful where I am in general for for the last uh you know two three years that I've been kind of been doing this so yeah that's awesome um, thank you so much uh Melissa thank you for, thank for you. taking the time for mm -hmm. for taking your afternoon um where can they find you this is your chance this is your moment to shine so don't screw it up <laughs> where can they find you where they can find your work 
if they ever need a videographer are you are you uh, well obviously you're in singapore right now but are you are you free for editing work right now or i am uh, yeah um i'm actually going to be editing something remotely soon so you know if if you're in vancouver and you want to send something over hit me up <laughs> um i will be back in vancouver though so don't worry about that yes she's she's, she's you're there for six months uh no. i i would i'll be back like in january january so. right so there's, there's, she'll be back. Don't worry. She'll be mm-hmm. back in, in, in as well. But if, Hey, if, if you need it work, or if you even want to check out her work right now, her real, yeah. um, I would recommend as my personal favorite, again, the car one. Um, but then again, that's cause I like cars. So that might not be your cup of tea, but I've done enough rambling. Where can they find you? Where can they find your work? Okay. Uh, well, my website is www.melxlam.com. So M E L X L A M.com and oh the youtube channel if anyone wants to stalk my own videos please feel free um (laughs) my youtube channel is mel smiley face yes that is (laughs) m-e-l-l-s-m-i-l-e-y-f-a-c-e yeah i made that when i was 10 and it hasn't changed so there's that (laughs) we're keeping it we're keeping it Mm -hmm, and we're um... keeping it website youtube uh instagram as well or oh instagram uh same as my website and i also have another one it's m dot e l l i i kind of post a mixture of personal and video stuff on there so yeah there you go i'll make sure to to link everything in the podcast description as well um if you didn't catch any of that website youtube instagram the whole kind of nine yards thing melly Thank you once again for taking Thank the time. We've been chatting actually for, for quite a while now. It's almost been 50 minutes. It's it's crazy. Time flies. Oh, and wow. I think we could have definitely made it a lot longer. But um, yeah. unfortunately, audience retention is not uh, that good when it comes to <laughs> yeah. an hour or longer or not. So got to play by the analytics, right? You got data. Mm-hmm. You got to use it. So. Thank you again to all of our listeners for tuning in. This again was episode number 36. We are back on the podcast train, back on the podcast hype train again. Uh, apologies for the month hiatus um just again needed a time some time i guess to recharge and kind of work on other projects that kind of uh, took the majority of my time but we're back we've got melissa for this episode we've got another person next week and then another person after the following week so you can bet that you'll be seeing at least three episodes by the end of this month by the end of november um i will be as consistent as i can for the rest of the year and moving into 2021 but without further ado that was it for us today episode 36 beneath vancouver radio hopefully you're having a good day have a good night take care everyone bye mm-hmm.